thank you guys for being here, um, Canvas Church. We've got a really great week coming up. Um, hope everyone had a really great week last week. If you're an Arkansas fan, sorry. Um, pretty disastrous, but we, we put up 20, so that's at least some type of stuff. Um, if you're not ready for, for Christmas, I'm sorry, it's around the corner. Um, if you've been to Walmart any time between October and now, it's fall hollow thanksmas. So you get everything all in one month. Um, and then, of course, right after this, uh, this week we're going to have, if you listen to KLRC, it's nothing but Christmas. So a um, lot of stuff to be thankful for. Um, and so just to get in with it, I'm just going to start with a small story. Um, so for those of you that don't know, um, about two years ago, um, started off with me losing my job at Walmart. Um, almost 17 years with the company, um, and then they basically just say, you're done. Um, don't know what we're going to do, but we make it through, um, get the job that I currently have. God bless me with that, and, and everything has been good from that point. Um, my family here is um, going to be able to attest to this. Um, in the fall of 2017, um, we started to notice that mom was losing weight, um, unable to eat very much, um, getting very weak, and didn't know what was going on. Um, she went in to have tests, and then the probably the worst news that anyone could have, um, we find out that she has a cancer in her stomach. It's a tumor in the top part of her stomach, and that's what's blocking the food from going down. Um, we go to the oncologist. Um, they tell us that she's going to have to do some chemo before they can do any surgery. Um, so we start the chemo. Um, we're going through that, and anyone that's been through that knows the struggles that they go with, just the constant pain, things of that nature. Um, the tumor does shrink. She goes in for surgery, um, and when she comes out of surgery... Yet again, another kind of kick to the chest. Um, the doctor, what was supposed to have been an, a uh, scope surgery, turned out to be vastly different. Um, they had removed her entire stomach, the lower part of her esophagus, and much more, um, and was told that she would have to relearn how to eat um, because of what was done. We don't find that out until much, much later. And I remember being super frustrated, absolutely distraught at times from watching my mother, who I had seen endure so much pain prior to that. I mean, funny things of, you know, something dropping on your toe, and she's like, I'm fine, it's no big deal. Um, but to see her unable to even walk in some cases, um, unable to play with her grandkids. I remember being at the house and uh, had the grandkids down there and my middle brother was sitting on the couch next to mom and um, she said she wanted to go and, and sit with the kids in the playroom. She couldn't do it by herself. We had to help her walk all the way down the hallway and it's 40 feet. Sat there for about 10 minutes and was just 
she was so, so weak and done, she had to go back and sit on the couch so she could try and regain some strength. Um, wasn't long after that, um, last part of July, first part of June, she gets rushed to the emergency room in an ambulance. Um, and at that point, we found out that she was pretty much eaten up with cancer. She had spots on her lungs, clots in her legs. And at that point, they said that hospice is really the only option for her and just to make her comfortable. Hospice is rough. If you've never witnessed anything like that, it's, it's one of the hardest things I've, I've seen, just watching a, a family member just leave, not remembering who people are, mostly because of the drugs they've got around to keep her comfortable. Um, but she left in June. She went to go be with God, June 3rd. Hard as that was, we're in the midst of, of building out the church and up here working on painting, things of that nature. And November 10th of the same year, I get a phone call from little brother. Dad died. And... Um, I just took off running out the door. Don't remember the drive down there. Um, when I get there, um, I was told that he was sitting in his chair. And his chair to me was always the living room chair. He had his recliner where he had his candies of all, the, and, and he was sitting there. And I walked completely past the kitchen, and, and my brother's like, no, not, not in there, his, his kitchen chair. I remember walking in, and Seeing Dad, he was so relaxed. He was leaned back in his chair. His arms were just kind of relaxed and sitting there. Um, and, you know, it's hard enough to say goodbye to one parent. Now I've got to say goodbye to both. Right before Thanksgiving and Christmas. And one of Mom's favorite times of year was Thanksgiving and Christmas because she always spoiled the grandkids. Didn't matter what it was, she would go out of her way to buy it for them. I don't know if pain is even the right word to describe what I felt in that time. Um, holidays last year, we, we went through a really more shell shock than anything um, when it comes down to what holidays are meant to be. Yes, I had my family there, um, but there was pieces missing. There's holes in our hearts from that. Um, it can make you look at your life in a totally different perspective. Um, from everything's great, everything's, and then bam, all of a sudden gone. Um, but I can tell you that this is not what God has for us. God does not want us in pain at any point in time. Um, he, if anything, he wants to bless us exponentially. He wants to love on us. And, and that's what he's here for. So as we get into the service, um, we're going to start off in, in Thessalonians. Thessalonians 5.16 says, Rejoice always, pray continually, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Jesus Christ. Rejoice always. Pretty rough to do last year. It's going to be hard this year, too, I can tell you. 
But that is God's will. He wants us to rejoice in the thankfulness and the mercies that he gives us. Several years ago, um, a college did a study asking two simple questions. How happy are you? And how many dates have you had in the last month? They then flipped those and asked the questions in reverse. How many dates have you had in the last month? And how happy are you? By flipping those, they found the correlation stronger on the second than they did on the first. And I think you can honestly say that if you, what they determined was that your focus becomes your reality. My focus last year was, was not happy. But God got me through it. He blessed me. He, uh, without him, I don't know that I could have made it last year. I had family there, and we supported each other from top to bottom. Um, but the countless hours that I spent in prayer with God has gotten me through the vast majority of that. And when we think about pain, I think of someone in the Bible that went through that type of pain. Jesus had said in one of the shortest verses ever written, you know, he's gone through pain. You know, we've all seen that with his crucifixion. But he's also felt our pain. When Lazarus died, two simple words, the shortest verse, Jesus wept. I did a lot of weeping last year, and I've done a lot this year too. But in Philippians 4.4, it says, Rejoice in the Lord always. I will say again, rejoice. He's pretty much covering the whole thing on the first section um, in rejoice, but he says it again to reiterate, rejoice. As you read down further, um, you see a lot of stuff that Paul gives us, but then you flip over to Acts. At this point, Paul has been put in prison, he's been put in chains, and he's been flogged. I've had some pain in my life, but I'm pretty sure flogging counts as a bad day. But as you read through Acts 16, at midnight, he's rejoicing and singing hymns with the guards. Yeah, that wouldn't have been me. I guarantee you that would not have been me. I would have been complaining about how much pain I had been in and being in chains and in prison. Um, But Paul was rejoicing. There's a couple more verses that I want to read. Um, and feel free to jot these down if, if you need to. Luke 10.20 says, However, do not rejoice that spirits submit to you, but rejoice that your names are written in heaven. God has covered everything that we could have ever done when he was, de- when he was crucified. He's written our names in the book of life, and all we have to do is rejoice in him, and he will accept us into the kingdom of heaven when it's our time. I will see mom and dad again. It's not when I want to see them. I want to see them here. I'm selfish. But we'll see them again. I know Bill will see his dad again. He's going through this as well, losing his father this year. But we'll get there. And I've thought about this for a long time. I'm like, God, why would you allow someone like mom and dad, like Bill's dad, These people would give the shirt off their back 
would do anything and everything to provide for those that had little when they had little. I've talked to my brothers so many times that watching mom, mom could have literally had someone walk up, spit in her face, and slap her. She would have turned right around, gave them a hug, and told them she loved them. It's not me. I, I can't do that. I don't have that type of heart, but mom's heart was pure gold, basically. As I was reading last year through the Bible, um, I was going through Insta as well, um, and, and there's some people that were with Insta that, you know, they would pray with me and, and things of that nature, but this verse kept coming to, every, every time it would pop up, and, and I was like, I don't, I don't understand. Matthew 11.30 says, For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. God only asks that we give our burdens to him. Just lay it at his feet. Offer it up to him and he'll, he'll carry it for us. It doesn't say in there anywhere that it's going to be easy. Fortunately, being a Christian and being following God is never going to be easy. But he is there for us. He will carry it. He will always carry our burdens. So out of all of that, what can we do as we go into this season, Thanksgiving and Christmas, the holiday season with family? What can we do to go on with that? These verses are here to help. God's there to help. Um, I found a video that um, cried numerous times, watched it four or five times, but every time, every time I cried. But let's take a look at this video, and, and maybe this can help. I just wanted to stop everything and take the time today to let you know how very thankful I am that you've been there for me. I want to say thanks for never giving up on me. Thank you for providing meals for us after Blake's surgery. Thanks for making sure I always had a ride to chemo. And thank you for helping me through this difficult season in my life, God. Thank you, God, for teaching me to be a strong single dad. Dear God, thank you so much for giving me this new job. I love it. Thanks for sending Jeff to take my shift last week so I could be with my family. For keeping me company on the first day of school. Thank you, God, for helping us get that bill paid. Thank you, God, for the clothes on my back. For giving me the courage to speak the truth. Thank you for forgiving me. For making my day better. For giving my life a melody. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. For every single day. And one final thing, God. Thank you for always loving me. No matter what.
cover it from top to bottom. All you've got to do is ask for it. Give him thanks. Um, we're going to do um, something that Bill has done for the last several weeks, and, and we're going to do the three candles prayer. Um, at first, I thought it was a little weird, but um, as we've done it, I've I really, really enjoyed it. Um, there's a, uh, there's a, a verse that you can look at as well um, as, we, as we get into this in Lamentations 3.23. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. God's mercies um, will cover everything that you do. Um, and, and maybe this week, um, as you start the week, maybe you can uh, just pray for what you've got going on, meetings, whatever it may come up. But at some point this week, sit down for 10 or 15 minutes and jot down the things that you're thankful for, that God has blessed you for, has given you, And, and just take that time with him. So as we read, we're going to go back into 1 Thessalonians again. As we read the first reading of it, listen for a word or a phrase that stands out to you. And ask yourself, you know, what this could mean for me. So if you will, bow your heads and we'll, we'll pray with this. Rejoice always, pray continually, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Jesus Christ. As we read it a second time, Listen for where the word is and where it intersects in your life. Why am I drawn to this word? What in my life needs to be met by this word? Rejoice always. Pray continually. Give thanks for all circumstances. For this is God's will for you in Jesus Christ. And then it was re read it again. Listen again for your response to this word from your heart that God's putting on you. And, I, and think about what the spirit is stirring in you as this verse comes up. Rejoice always, pray continually, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Jesus Christ. God, I just want to thank you so much for today. Thank you for the mercies that you have laid down upon us to help us endure whatever life may throw at us.
you have said numerous times that if we just give the burden to you, that you will carry our yoke for us. God, as we go through this week, as we sit down at the table with family for Thanksgiving, as we prepare for Christmas this year, God, I pray that you will just come down and lay on our hearts your love, your strong hand for us to help guide us through what we can what we can handle. God, we love you so much. And it's in your name we pray. Amen. Thank you guys so much for coming. Um, you guys are dismissed as a short sermon, but thank you guys for coming. <laughs>